Welcome in, everybody. Today, I have Dustin Wassner and Elizabeth Green, some of the smartest minds around tech, bulk ops, Amazon advertising. So we wanted to talk specifically today around bulk ops. And so I wanted to get these two together and kick off this conversation. So Elizabeth, I want to throw it over to you, welcome you in and kind of introduce yourself. Yeah, awesome. I'm super, super stoked to be here. Um, This is going to be a super fun conversation. Uh, one that is fun to go basic, but I'm sure we're probably going to geek out on some of the capabilities. So that's going to be super, super fun. Uh, yeah. So um, as you mentioned, my name is Elizabeth Green. Hey, uh, I'm one of the co-founders of an Amazon advertising agency called Jungler. Um, and yeah, that got our start, uh, I think it was a little over four years ago. Seems like time flies. Uh, seems like it was just yesterday. Uh, but yeah, definitely started humble beginnings, you know, just trying to figure things out, which is what led me personally to bulk operations, managing things at scale. It's definitely tricky. Um, as you start out a beginner and try to get advanced pretty quickly, bulk ops is, is a really good option for that. So this is going to be a really fun conversation. That totally makes sense. If you're a one person team, you had to learn bulk ops very quickly, I'm sure. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) And Dustin, you are returning to the podcast. You've been here before, but for those who don't know yourself, a um, little background on your capabilities and your tech experience. Yep. I manage all the ad tech here at Better MS and similar story to Elizabeth got started in ads. I actually started my own brand about six years ago and turned immediately to bulks, bulk ops. Um, been communicating with Elizabeth for a large portion of that time um, on Facebook groups and now LinkedIn. And so really excited to hopefully get in the, in the weeds a little bit here with bulk ops. Yeah. I'm sure if you've been on LinkedIn in the last six months and you're around the advertising PPC content and space on LinkedIn, you have to have seen Dustin's posts by now. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't definitely go follow him. He's putting out some great content around API bulk, exactly what we're going to get into today. So with that, I will throw it to you, Dustin. Uh, where would you like to start around bulk ops and how we're using it? I want to throw it to Elizabeth. I want to just ask her like, to give a general overview for the person who like, has never used bulk ops because I have found that even with people who are seasoned in advertising, the bulk ops tab, that section sometimes can still mm-hmm. be a little bit overwhelming. And so to me, that's kind of surprising, but you know, that I'm just naturally gravitated towards Excel and sheets and whatnot. So just... Elizabeth, if you want to give an overview of like what it is, what you can do in it, what you can't do in it, and any other details that you want to add. Yeah, definitely. And and that's a great question. I sympathize because it hasn't been so long that I don't remember my first opening of a bulk file and looking at it and being terrified and not knowing what it was. Um, So think of, I I like to explain bulk operations as your entire ad account in a a two-dimensional spreadsheet. Think of it like that. Um, and you know how you click around into your ad console and you drill down into, okay, you see all your campaigns. And then I drill down into my ad groups. And then maybe I drill down into the ads tab and all of those places you're clicking, clicking, clicking. And each of those like kind of load instances are are somewhere else where you, you can't condense them. I mean, we have the targeting tab. Now we have the product tab now. So Amazon's definitely trying to give us more visibility to that in the interface. But there's a lot of things that are very, it's very tedious to find all of those things manually. Um, so regardless, if you decide to make changes uh, to your account using bulk operations, which is something that, you know, it's super exciting, I'm sure we'll get into. It's also a really great tool for analysis. 
Um, so think of if your entire ad account was flattened and you could quickly filter and look at every single one of your campaigns and all of the information associated with their campaigns, for instance, the um, placement percentages. If you wanted to see all of that information solid, yes, they've recently given us uh, insights into the top of search placements. I love that. It's amazing. What if you could get that same insight along with product percentages and also see what bidding strategy was associated with those campaigns? So there's a lot more insights that you can get. Again, it is a spreadsheet based, but just clicking around filtering. Um, so again, think of it as your entire ad account inside of a spreadsheet, essentially. I just wanted to jump right in here about for beginners, that is. Elizabeth, had you had much Excel experience, at least to the degree of bulk files, before you really started managing them and learning them and getting into it all? So I will, this is the first time you're hearing it, super confession. Uh, before I really started getting into the ads, I knew nothing about spreadsheets. Now, I can design some pretty sweet things now. Um, it was news to me that you could even create a filter for like that's how newbie I was. So it really, my like venture into bulk files came out of a desperation in trying to figure out how I can manage things at scale. Um, and I think that's why if you go on our YouTube uh, channel, most of my early content you notice is around bulk operations. And I think that's actually how Dustin and I got connected in the beginning. And that was because when I when I um, really started to try and dig in and figure this out, first off, the documentation on bulk files was not as good as it is now. It's much better now than it used to be. Um, and there was not that much content being made around bulk files. There was two videos I remember specifically and they went in and they're like, oh, here's kind of bulk operations, but you don't need to worry about this. this is super advanced. And I'm like, no, tell me. I want to know. I need to know how to do this. So I learned through like trial and error, trying to do the documentation. You'll probably, as we get into this conversation, realize like formatting. If you're trying to push changes to your ads using bulk files, formatting is very um, important. And it's not that it's it's not complicated. Once you understand, oh, these rows are associated with this. And I just need to make sure that the proper information is put into the correct cells. If this row pertains to this line item being campaigns, I need to you have these particular things inputted into my bulk file to have the proper formatting to create these changes. Once you know that and what the structure looks like, you can make changes very easily. It's very intuitive. You know, like this is my bid. If I change my bid and push it to my ad console, my bid changes. Um, but I didn't find really good step-by-step -step instructions as to what the formatting actually was or what items you needed. So when I finally figured it out for myself, I was like, let me just create it. This is all the things I wish I knew when I was getting started. Um, and it turned out that there's a lot of other people who were trying to figure it out as well. So I was just happy I could help. That's two pieces of good news for, for newbies. One, yeah. yes, you can learn this. And two, Elizabeth has done all the hard work and packaged it up. So you have exactly what she wished she knew when she started. So and I just wanted to get some insight into what your Excel experience was, because I'm sure a lot of newbies are, are terrified of bulk just for that exact mm -hmm. reason. Like, I don't know how to really work around Excel, but it's not that complicated um, once you take some time to learn exactly what you need to. So, Dustin, I'll throw it back to you. Yeah, no, that, that was a great question. I'm glad that you threw it in there because I enjoyed hearing that response from Elizabeth. So over time, though, things have gotten a little bit easier since they've rolled out this newer version mm -hmm. of bulk. 
you know, compared to how it was with the legacy templates. So what are some of the things that you're enjoying with this new rollout with the new template versus the legacy version? Yeah, um, definitely. So my super favorite thing is the fact that all the ad types are included in the bulk file now. Um, Previously in the old format, mostly sponsored products. Um, Originally, they weren't sponsored brands video. I don't remember if they rolled that out in the first legacy or not. But now you have every single one of your ad types is contained within the bulk file. So before you could manage most everything through bulk files. Now you can genuinely manage everything through bulk files. Um, So that's been really good. There's also some smaller tweaks that they've made that I highly appreciate. So for instance, like very small things that you probably wouldn't catch unless you're like in them all the time. Um, For instance, the, um, the bidding strategy for campaigns. It used to be only they only had that bidding strategy contained within the campaign line item. And now they've actually since um, also repeated that on the lines uh, that contain the information to the percentage adjustments. And that's really great because now if you filter for percentage adjustments, you have direct visibility into what bidding strategy. So for instance, you probably don't want to layer placement percentages strategy with a dynamic up and down bidding. But before to really understand if that was the case, you kind of had to look at all three lines and you would you would kind of have to bounce back and forth. Now they did those things. Um, I also highly appreciate a lot of their informational columns. So for instance, if you are targeting a category before it was like category, you know, equals, and then you would just have um, the the reference number for that category, which is unhelpful to me if I'm trying to manage, because I don't know how relevant this category is to my product. Is this a good one? Did I just put this in here on accident? Now you have an informational column that gives you the exact category that you're targeting, which is highly helpful. Um, so there have been a lot of really great updates that I, again, as somebody who's in them all the time, I'm like highly appreciative of. Yeah, one of the things I really appreciate now is having all of those um, for information only columns that go down the entire sheet. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, you can finally see on the targeting level all of the portfolios that that target is in rather than having to do some VLOOKUP functionality. One thing that I really wish that they would have done is done that with the start date because I find that if I launch a campaign today or yesterday that start date is still only tied to the campaign line. And I'd love to be able to just filter targets launched yesterday. But Mm-hmm. Hey, we'll keep our fingers crossed on that. So um, as far as going back to all the different ad types, I, I believe sponsor brands product targeting still is not included. Is that correct? So if I'm remembering correctly, sponsor brands product targeting, I think it is included. But uh, what is not, if I'm remembering correctly, and I wish I had one in front of me, I can double check. Um, I do believe any sponsored brands that have been launched with ad groups, that format is not compatible with the bulk file. I'm, and it has to do with an update. The way, the way it works in Amazon advertising or basically any Amazon teams is that uh, there's different teams that are given different directives and they, the way that they have their platform set up, it's great because it allows them a lot of agility as a very large company you know, moving certain needles, if everything is all completely tied together, can be like insanely, like you you couldn't even get anything done 
in the beginning of Amazon, in the very, very beginning when they were doing their programming, they had it all tied together and then realized that that was a huge drawback because then as a company, they want to be able to move quickly. Um, so what they've done is they've kind of uncoupled a lot of their systems and been able to kind of have them um, function in isolation, which is great. It also means if one uh, you know, team updates something, sometimes it breaks something in another team. Um, and so I was informed that that's kind of what happened with the, they uh, formerly we didn't have ad groups associated with sponsored brand ads and that was updated, but that kind of broke the connection that happened on the sponsored or the on the bulk file end. Um, so from my understanding, they're aware of it. They said they were working on an update. I haven't seen it yet, but. Yeah, I haven't been in the sponsored brand section of a bulk file and quite a while. I can't say off the top of my head what is or isn't in there, but I'll, I'll just go ahead and take your word for it. That always was a big pain point in the legacy version though. Yeah. Yeah. From my understanding, that was fixed. Um, I think it's just the whole ad group thing that got broken. So as far as wins, we, we definitely see a lot of them in the newer version, but uh, there are a few issues. I think with things that I wish they had left that they took away from the legacy version. You, I see you laughing a little bit. You might be thinking of some off the top of your head. So what are some of the ones that you've struggled with? And then I'll mention mine. Yeah, uh, definitely the weird nuance of not being able to create specific um, tar different options for the targeting types and autos. That kind of baffles me why you would that away. And the, the interesting thing is, is once they are created, once you create the auto campaign, you have the ability to then edit the new auto campaign. So the line items appear once after they're created. You just don't have the optionality to do that once they are created, which is kind of a pain. Um, the other thing that I find super painful is the way that the errors get kicked back. So previously, what would happen is if you had certain lines with errors, like I said in the beginning, like formatting is very important when you're submitting things. It's honestly pretty easy, even for somebody who's really used to bulk files, to get something wrong, incorrect, something gets moved. Um, and previously, what would happen is any lines that do not contain errors, um, those lines would go through or those updates would go through. But anything that you know had errors in it, you would get a kickback. Where now, if you have any major errors in the format, um, it'll kick back the entire thing and then you have to go troubleshoot those errors before anything will process, which I do find quite tedious. Yeah. So as far as the API side, I won't go too far into it, but actually we run into the exact same problem. If you bulk launch auto campaigns to the API, you're stuck with the default ad group bid and you have to go mm -hmm. in and manually update it as well. So it's not all too terribly different. As far as the kickback though, I have to admit, I think that on the newer version, I have found it to be, a little bit more helpful, I think, where it says, okay, you've got an error. I'm not launching anything. Because what I always ran into in the past was you'd have a ton of sections where it's like the campaign, the ad group are launched, uh, yeah. but the ad group and, and, and the product, the, the uh, keyword aren't launched. These ones work. These ones are half done. These ones are a portion. And it's mm -hmm. just like, I found it more of a pain to go and like hunt through. Now you've got all these like broken campaigns at certain statuses versus just a clean slate where you can. Yeah. So, I mean, it could be a blessing in disguise. Oh, we, now that you're saying that, and I'm thinking through what you used to have to do for the updates, completely forgot one of my other like double favorite updates um, is the option to rename things. Fantastic. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Like, we have been wanting that update forever um, and then finally got it. So that's another side. 
bonus mention. Yeah. Yeah, that's been a huge one. As far as the pattern I launch, and though still to this day, I'll launch campaigns first, wait for them to come back, launch tag groups next, just because I got so annoyed with having all these different um, statuses of campaigns where some were ad groups done, some were product ads done, et cetera. But um, so have you played around with the new search term section that just came out recently? I did. I well, I so I opened it up, messed around with it a little bit. I I was curious to know if it was just. I was assuming it was just sponsored products, and that's that's the case. Um, I was kind of hoping they give us all of them, but I mean, you can't ask for too much. Not not yet, but I haven't gotten in and messed around with it too much. So, what are your thoughts on it as far as how it could be used over a standard search term report? Yeah. So I am so stoked, and actually, to be perfectly honest. I was in the discussion uh, when they were kind of asking about this. I do randomly get um, some internal Amazon team members reach out to me. Um, and one of the annoyances I had shared with the update to the platform or to the new bulk operations is the um, the functionality where you have to reference the ID columns um, to make to push any changes. And I completely get why they did that. It was because for the renaming you had to have some sort of tag reference. So in that case, what they did is they, you know, kind of made the IDs visible and made a reference off of that. However, what that did is that broke a very easy function for us, which was adding negative keywords, which I found super annoying because now you couldn't simply have some sort of copy paste option from a search term report where it would just like, you know, input the campaign name, ad groups, et cetera. And then you could just upload that into the system you now had to reference ID columns, which are not visible anywhere in the sponsored product um, search term reports or any of the search term reports. So I actually shared that when I was asked like, oh, you know, what do you like about the system when you don't? I'm like, hey, this breaks a function that honestly adding negative keywords is quite tedious. Doing a bulk upload for negative keywords like saves us so much time. It's amazing. And now it's kind of broken. (laughs) Um, And so one of their questions was like, oh, we could roll out a search term report into um, the bulk files. And I was like, actually, you know, like brain thinking, okay, so if you do that, you can actually connect like how many search terms are being triggered through this broad match and like do all kinds of other crazy analysis. That would be awesome. Um, So, yeah, I was I was pretty excited to see those roll out. Hmm, That sounds great. Yeah. And and the difficult thing about the campaign IDs, ad group IDs, et cetera, is that sometimes you're dealing with bulk files that are large. I mean, we have some that are three tabs mm-hmm. alone for the sponsor product section and you're not getting that in five minutes. So you know, you've got to like no. set that thing up and then go on to your next client to get some work done before you get it just to upload some negative. So yeah, I can definitely yeah. share the pain with you there. I definitely appreciate the option of just, you know, you technically can go in and like deselect everything and only select, you know, the sponsor product search term report and get it through that. So you do have the option to kind of like narrow things down. And then they did purposely include the ID columns inside of that new report. So if you wanted to like create some sort of system off of that, it would be a lot leaner. Um, so they are really, they are aware of like how obnoxious it is, it is to process large files um, in the bulk files, especially like you said, for very large accounts, it, it's almost uh you just spend so much time waiting for the dang thing to load or, you know, to apply filters or something. Um, so I, I know they're aware of it. And so I think it seems like they're trying to come up with maybe options for us to make it a little bit leaner. Have you experimented or anyone on the team with the um, 
can't really think of what it's called, where it kind of assists you. It walks through, highlights the specific cells. So how are you, how are you a jungler liking that and using that? I do like it. I do like it. Um, it, I, it really will be helpful, especially for people who are familiar with the bulk files to uh, make them a little bit more intuitive. And that was honestly, from my understanding, the intent is realizing that starting to use bulk files can be very intimidating. So they're trying to make it um, much less intimidating, which I, I highly appreciate. Um, so that's that's really been great. Uh, as far as our day-to-day use, I know some of our team members have explored it. Um, most of our systems have are like layered on top of bulk files. And so we find uh, for a lot of it, we don't, we're not needing to use the assist, but especially for say like new options coming out or you're trying to figure out something or you're wondering why something in formatting didn't go through, um, they can be very, very helpful. Yeah. And for anybody who's listening, who has had trouble and they get those error reports and maybe it doesn't immediately make sense. One thing that I have found is just to reference the report for an existing keyword. So for instance, if you're trying to launch keywords, all you have to do is look at the keywords for sponsored products and see how that's laid out. If something isn't quite making sense, if you're trying to launch an ASIN or a category, sometimes doing the ASIN equals quotes, that that can be a little bit of a hang up. There's several things that can be a hang up. But if you just reference a downloaded file already, rather than trying to build one from scratch, I found when I was first starting that that's a really helpful way to approach it. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. If you're if you're just getting started, um, the column that's going to be your absolute best friend is to learn. I, I think they renamed it. Um, I want to say it's still column B, though, like the type. Um a record type, I believe it's called. Um, that basically shows you what is can what information is contained on that row in the spreadsheet. So you'll see campaign, ad group. Uh, they renamed some things now, but it's it's very intuitive. Like you see, product targeting or ad refers to the products, um, and then you can basically filter for that and say, okay, this is the formatting needed for a campaign. This is the formatting needed for an ad group, and um, it, I agree with you if you puzzle through it that way. It, it makes it makes it more understandable. So at Jungler, you said you're layering a lot of what you do on top of bulk ops. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I started with a lot of my things in the past. And here at Better AMS, we were very similar until I started pulling things more into the API and trying to get more efficient. But um, one thing that I've heard come up in LinkedIn, especially a lot lately, is dynamic date ranges. And a lot of people have a problem with bulk because you're picking a static date range. So just curious what your thoughts are on using dynamic date ranges for bid ops. You can go as deep or stay as high as you want to with this. And if you do want to go with dynamic date ranges on bid ops, what are some of the ways that you could solve that using bulk ops? Yeah, um, that's a really good question. And I agree with you to me. Other than the fact that it's manual, and like you said, if you're doing things automated, the workload just lessens. Um, so there is that. I mean, to me, it's it is way easier than doing it manually. So if you want like a hybrid between a manual and an automated, uh, it makes for a good option. Um, that to me is the one downside to bulk ops. So I do definitely recognize that um, is the fact that you have to pull a single date range. Now, could you to pull two bulk files and could you marry them together? Yeah. 
Um, but the amount of time, and like you said, if you have a ginormous profile that takes you just a really long time to even render, let alone try and combine those two data sets, um, that's probably just not going to be sustainable for you. Um, so uh, kind of how we get, or not get around that, how we kind of make up for it is we have different optimizations that we've kind of determined that there's um, different date ranges that kind of make sense with the analysis. So for instance, um, keywords that have clicks with no sales, right? Um, you probably want to start making bid optimizations on maybe a shorter time frame because you want to know what's happening right now. If you go too far out, you probably end up not optimizing things that all of a sudden are not performing very well. So you're thinking like everything's great. And when you looked at a shorter date range, conversion rates dropped, a competitor, you know, lowered their pricing. Maybe you took a coupon off. There's certain things that might just influence how your performance is. And again, if you're looking at too much of a look back window, oftentimes you'll miss what's happening right now. Flip side of that is if you're looking at a longer date range and you're, all, or you're, you're not looking at longer and you're only looking at right now, <clears throat> there are certain things that um, can just not have enough data for you to make a determination on them. A really great one is low volume keywords and the clicks with no sales. Because if you're only looking at say like a 714 day window, some certain keywords are not going to have enough clicks on them for you to make a determination. So if you're only ever looking at a short date range, things go by, things go by, clicks are accumulating, but because you're only looking at that small window, you just miss things. Um, so what we've done is kind of, we look at the, I try and in everything I do, I try and weigh pros and cons and say, okay, where can I get the best upside and the least downside? So to me, that's looking at um, both date ranges and then just kind of layering in, okay, this is a potential problem we would have with this date range. And this is a potential problem we would have with this date range. And then just having different times where we look at both of those and then try and just optimize the things that we know we might have missed in looking at whatever the other date range is. So that's kind of how we get around it. Other thing is, again, I don't know how crazy large this is going to make some of the bulk files and how much of a pain it's going to be. But it is possible that we might potentially in the future be getting options to download multi-date range bulk files. Just thinking in my head how that would look on the UI, how that would look yeah. as far as the tabs. That that would be very interesting to see. Very, very interesting. Yeah. When asked my feedback was, hey, just give us additional performance columns. I don't need a double profile. So it might look like that. We'll see. Yeah, when I first started developing, I taught myself VBA and um, using bulk files. That's initially how I got started, you know, five, six years ago. And I created... <clears throat> I think a, a reasonable system for using multiple date ranges, but it required all these bulk files that you had to download 15, 30, 45, 60, I think even the 90. And I remember, you know, I'd start the script and my air, my computer would sound like an airplane getting ready for takeoff, you know, running like, okay, wife, kids, stay away from the computer. I got a bulk file running, yeah. <laughs> bit processing. So um, definitely an area where I think that the API can, be very, very helpful. But if that's something that just not on your plate or you're managing smaller accounts, then there are ways around this. I think using more dynamic date ranges is definitely a possibility or just trying to weigh the pros and cons of saying, you know, for high click, low volume or long tail keywords, we want to use this date range versus another one. So definitely agree mm -hmm. with everything that you're saying. 
on that note of things that may be coming in the future, what else are some predictions that you foresee with bulk ops and files? So possibly date ranges. I, I definitely know I can see them continuously trying to make it more user friendly and also recognize and they do. I do know from talking to them, they do recognize the limitations of just very large files. Um, so that internal team definitely has a directive to try and get more people using the file. Um, so I do I do definitely see them trying to make it more optimized, um, adding in other information that previously was like only available in the API, for instance, like um, the hourly analysis for things. I'm not sure if that would be added in the file or another file, you know, them integrating the search term reports. They are trying to make it more user friendly. So I would say I would just uh, say that that probably is going to continue. Um, I have been very, you know, pleasantly and not surprised, but um, pleased with uh, just how they've also really dug into and tried to make much better documentation this time around. I remember the legacy files, there was a lot of documentation missing. You had to infer a lot of things where I found the documentation for the new files is, you know, very systematized. It seems to me mostly all there and they do seem to be doing a much better job about updating that, um, which has been, again, really pleased. Um so yeah, I'm I'm really interested to see what they'll do, and then also with their um, like you were saying the um, the dynamic format that allows them to uh, just help you make sense of the formatting, um, and you know that kind of thing integrated into the bulk files. Um, you know, with them kind of coming up with that potential, it'll kind of be interesting to see um, what you know, if they, if they expand more options around that, but I would definitely say um, them making, you know, trying to make it more user friendly, um, how you can now like only download sponsor brands or only sponsor products or only sponsor display ways for you to kind of lean out the download. So it becomes quicker. Um, and then it also seems to me that they're trying to all the other items like search term reports or possibly date ranges or maybe other informational items that we you like we have to go and get and then use with the bulk file it seems to me that they're trying to integrate those into the download which again makes the files bigger but it also makes us have to do less downloads so that's good definitely fair trade-off i'll take that all day yeah yeah as far as the marketing stream component that you had just mentioned that's one that is particularly interesting to me um, i pull that through the api and you can easily rack up on a large account close to a billion data points in not too long of a, a period of time. But I see that as one of the biggest quick win areas as far as if you can, they give you the information to day part, but they don't give you the mechanism to do it, which to me is a little bit interesting. But mm -hmm. if they were to incorporate in this, this into marketing stream, I think it opens up a lot of areas for everybody. I don't know how they would necessarily act on that data yet. I'm interested to see on how Amazon would roll out a mechanism to incorporate day parting, but um, definitely something I'm very curious as to if they're going to roll that out into some kind of a bulk download in the future. Yeah. I mean, like I said, we'll, we'll just have to see, but I, I know, I mean, unless somebody stops them, the, you know, internal, the Amazon's internal bulk operations team seems to be quite active and really, um, really looking and asking like, what are, what is it that sellers want access to? What is going to be the most beneficial thing for them to get access to and trying to really push people into 
um, just having so much benefit from using bulk files that more people uh, get interested in them. If someone wants to start launching campaigns with bulk ops, if they just want to get started, I know we kind of hit on this at the beginning, but if they just want to get going, um, where could they get started? You know, we've re- yeah. mentioned a few re- resources here, but where should they start? Yeah, um, so I would say definitely the documentation in the bulk file um, is going in the bulk file tab. There should be a link somewhere to documentation that, like I said, it is very systematized. Um, now there are some, there are some interesting nuances to the formatting in the new bulk file that are kind of not so intuitive. Now they are contained within documentation. So I definitely recommend reading that. Um, I do have a pretty good video out on, it's on the legacy format. So it's not the updated format, but if you do go through that video, I do walk by step by step. Here's how you set it up. Here's all the line items you need. Now, some of those line items have changed slightly. So kind of go through, work through that, and then go look at the documentation. Um, But between the two of those, you should be able to set up a bulk file or launch a campaign. And once you you understand how to do it, and you, you, you can do a lot of copy and pasting and launching quite a few campaigns at scale. Definitely. And it's not a matter of if they run into issues, but when they run into yeah. issues, uh, where are the best places to go look for, for help, um, FAQs, anything like that? Yeah. Uh, so I get questions on that a lot. I actually shot a video for my team members on troubleshooting. The best place to go is going to be in the error report download. That will definitely let you know where the errors are. So if you are going, if you, I do it myself, you upload something, you're like, crap, got kicked back. Where are the errors? Download that error report. And I also really like now they give you access to download the original file. Or before, you just had to hope that you had it saved. And sometimes you have like three different options up. You're like, okay, which one of these did I upload? And now you can just go download like your original file and your error file. And what it's contained in the error file is it will tell you how many rows had the error, how many ones had warnings, and then it will tell you which line or which rows in your spreadsheet had the error on them, which is great because what you want to do is go through and say, okay, these lines had the errors, and then you can look at those specific lines. Oftentimes it's like, oh, crap, I forgot this column, or I did this. Okay, let me delete that or move that around. Um, And then you'll be able to figure it out pretty quickly what your errors are. Again, it does kind of take recognizing the format, but again, I'm going to say go back to the documentation. So if I know, okay, so my my error was contained on a keyword row. Okay, so let me go look at what in the documentation, what does the formatting look like on the keyword? And then you can kind of look at those two lines together and say, oh, wait, crap, I forgot to enter that one value. And then you can go fix it. It's definitely a learning curve. I mean, it's, it's like learning to ride a bike. Like you're definitely going to fall down a few times, um, but it's... Definitely easier with these error reports and all the documentation that's out is the big takeaway. Um, so let's put it into perspective for anybody else that's considering learning bulk. Um, what per, like how how much has this improved your your scale? Right, like if you could if you could manage you know ten x the accounts, hundred x the accounts. Now having known bulk, like how significant is it to your ability to manage at scale? Oh my gosh, immensely. Immensely. Um, I would say if you're looking to get into bulk files, my recommendation is going to be um, to try bid adjustments first. That's probably the easiest, best way to do it. Um, You'll just go into the bulk operations. All you got to do is change one cell. It gives you, it's pretty intuitive. It'll say like, here's your A cost, impressions, et cetera. 
all of the items that you will see inside of Campaign Manager. Um, you'll see that in the bulk file bonus points. They have conversion rates in there. It's awesome. We used to have to calculate conversion rates. Now we don't. They gave it to another column. We used to have to calculate click-through rates. Now it's in a column. So like I said, they, they've updated things. If you want to look at it at ROAS, there's a column for that. Um, so you just say like, hey, what's the performance? What kind of bid adjustment would I make? I'm going to change that one cell on that one row with the one keyword I want to change. Um, make sure you put update. There is the new operations column. I actually have a video out on the operations column because that was the one big update that was really tripping up even legacy bulk file users. So I did a video on that and kind of explaining. Um, but so I would say that that would probably be the easiest way because if you're trying to do things manually, targeting tab bonus points is phenomenal. You don't have sponsored brands in the targeting tab, unfortunately. So maybe you just use it to update your sponsored brands campaigns. Maybe you have a whole bunch of sponsored brands. You're like, hey, I got sponsored display. I got product targeting. I'm fine. I don't really have any way to manage sponsored brand ads at scale for bids. So maybe just go in. There's different tabs for different ad types. You can just go into the sponsored brands tab, make changes to those. So I would say the, the easiest way to get into them is probably um, with the bid updates. And then if you are pretty savvy with spreadsheets, you always... Algor thinking of like algorithms, you know, people say like, oh, my bid algorithm, like it sounds so like scary and crazy. When you're going into the cam and when you're inside of campaign manager and you're going through manually, you and your head have an algorithm. An algorithm is simply, unless you're talking to AI, it's if then statements. If this is this, then I do this. If this keyword is like this, then I do this. And that's your algorithm. So you, you don't have to, like, if you're thinking like, oh, what should I do for my bulk operations? I want to like write a formula that does this thing. All you have to do is think about when I'm in campaign manager, what do I do? Well, I look at my ACOS and I say, well, if the ACOS is this, and then I look at clicks and then I look at this. So then you just have to, you just have to figure out how can I make that into an automation? You don't have to do it. You can get somebody off Fiverr. Say, hey, look, here's the columns, here's the things. You could change your keywords. You can change whatever you want. So they don't know what your, you know, what your products are, what your keywords are. You'd be like, hey, look, when this happens, this, you just, you, you could talk, just voice memo, type it out. Hey, you know, when this happens, this, this happens, this, this happens, this, I need this. Okay, cool. Someone can write it for you. You don't even have to know, you don't have to be awesome and know how to make automations yourself. And just that alone will significantly speed up everything you're doing um, with bid optimizations. And then, like you said, launching campaigns at scale. There's rationale we use for this. I mean, you can literally create a dump file and say, all these keywords, this product, these inputs go, and it can create mass amount of campaigns for you. Um, so the potentials are pretty much endless. And one of the main reasons why they're endless is because they're in spreadsheet. People have been making crazy automations and pretty much software layered on top of spreadsheets for years. It's not new to Amazon. Um, so because it's spreadsheet based, Almost the sky is the limit. Um, and obviously your computer processing is the limit. Um, but really, if, if you're already doing something, like we said, it's your entire account in a spreadsheet. So if you're like, oh, I do this thing every week and I have to go here and I have to click into these five different places, download a bulk file, figure out the formatting, and then just either you yourself puzzle through it or you can get someone to say, hey, when this happens, I need this to happen. Um, and then you can just create the outputs like pretty easily. Bulk is the key to either taking on more or freeing up a ton of your time. So yeah. definitely worth learning. Um, last question here for you. I think this is a debate among all uh, bulk 
users is, are you a Sheets or a Microsoft Excel user? Uh, so I'm a Sheets person uh, with two caveats. One, obviously, the cell limitations in Sheets. You just you can't do that. Um, and it's just because I started out because of the shareability of Sheets. That I like. Um, the shareability of Sheets is pretty much what I find. And then also because um, we keep a lot of like these uh, like Google Drive folders for our clients. So because they're hooked to Google Sheets and because you can layer on automations, you can be like automatically create this in this folder for this client. Like there's a lot of like really cool integrations that way. Um, then again, cell limitations and sometimes uh, internet processing limitations on large clients that like it just doesn't work. Um, so you definitely, you'd have to use Excel for that. I think part of it is just, I got, um, I just got used to Google, Google sheets. And then also there's certain things that now when I go to Excel, I'm like, did you know that you can't delete blank rows beneath the data sources? And like, why, why that actually created an entire process for me of going down a rabbit hole and realizing like this very simple thing that you can do in Google Sheets. It seems super intuitive. Like I want to limit the rows that are contained within my Excel file is not even possible in Excel. Um, so I do find some new nuances as like a Google Sheet user that like Excel doesn't have that I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> so mm -hmm. there's that. Dustin, I want to get your take on this. I'm always for what works the best, but I have just, I get too annoyed with watching that circle just loading when you're trying to dump in 200,000 rows into Google Sheets. Like, I just don't have time for this. There are definitely yeah. things that I find beneficial for Google Sheets. Um, but you could say the same thing about Excel. Like, if you're doing conditional mm -hmm. formatting, for instance, if I want to find all of the ASINs that exist in a column and I paste them below the column and then try to highlight all the duplicates, you can't readily do that quickly in Google Sheets. So I also come mm -hmm. from a VBA background. So going back to what you were talking about before with automations and algorithms, very true. You, you, you can use a simple formula and drag it down after you filter all the targets. But with ChatGPT and VBA, you know, that opens up so many possibilities if you want to really get your hands wet, just simply recording a macro, watching how that works talking with ChatGPT to see how to automate it. And it's it's really not that hard anymore. It's within everybody's reach. Elizabeth, thank you so much for joining us today and giving us some of your time and knowledge. I really appreciate it. We'll include all of your links to, to Jungler, your videos, YouTube, et cetera, um, in the show notes. So be sure to check those out. But again, thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was a fun conversation. I loved it. Great. Well, everybody have a great week and we'll see you all next time.